Ayo, welcome to another edition of the Streamcast. I am your host, Blackamora, and today is a very special day. It's a special occasion, it's a special episode, because I have a very special guest for you. Featured in the Black Voices in Gaming Showcase earlier this year, I have been privileged enough to reach someone who's displaying a game, and it's going to be out very soon. I'm very excited for this game. Welcome to the Streamcast. My bro, Love. Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, I'm Love from Kaizen Creed. We're developing a fighting game called Five Force Fighters. It features a diverse cast of characters. The action is uh, really high intense, fast moving, very flashy. Um, we had a lot of fun developing it, and I hope you guys get a chance to try it out. And I'm excited to be on this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to have you on. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast, love. Um, you've already gone into who you are and what you do, which is amazing. So now I'd like to take you back through your gaming backlog or your gaming history, Sawishe. So I don't know if you remember your first ever game and console, but if you do, please feel free to let us know. Okay. Um, I think going back in my my memory banks, the first game I played was Minish Cap, like Zelda, The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap uh, on the Game Boy Advance. And that was like the first console I ever touched was a handheld. If we're going to talk about first console, like like home console would be a Wii. Don't remember what game was on there, probably Wii Sports. But <laughs> uh, yeah, Minish Cap, that's what got it all started. It was like my favorite game. I remember playing it for the first time, getting stuck on a boss. And that's when I knew I was like, it was like the first challenge of my life ever. <laughs> life was pretty easy up until that point yeah i literally cried and i was like yo bro can you fight this boss for me he beat the boss so fast i was like i'm never doing that again i ain't never <laughs> do it like that so finish that beautiful game loved it nice and i like your little story about the brotherly love there mm. um are you the eldest do you have an older brother um i am the eighth child i think (laughs) (laughs) oh mad (laughs) yeah so i got like uh how many older brothers three older brothers two younger brothers so i'm like the the middle of the the pack i guess wow so that is amazing (laughs) yeah so my brother phil was the one that helped me out with the game minish cap yeah unfortunately i had to be that older brother so if my brother was stuck on the game, he had to give me the pad. And if I couldn't do it, then we just weren't playing that game anymore. You get me? I can't it. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. I get you. Sure. So we've talked about your first ever game. And now I want to talk to you about your top games, your top five games, if you can. What are your okay. favorite games that you've ever played? Uh, not in any particular order. Uh, Breath of the Wild. No, I love that game. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sekiro is some heat. Yes, let's go. All right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Let me just all go right, into cool. that a little bit. I was, <laughs> it was while I was developing Five Force Fighters, uh, I was playing that game a lot. I was having so much fun with it. Uh, it was the hardest game I've ever played in my life. So the challenge and losing was something like, I was like, I, every single game needs to have this type of experience where you lose. Like and you yes. come back, and it's not like it's not like you come back from grinding that you got better. 
you come back and like your character levels up. Like that's not that's not what this game is about. It's like you come back and your skills have gotten better. You've memorized the boss's moves. You've kind of just learned how to react. I'm like, that's that's an experience, you know. You, so, you get it. You mm-hmm. get it. Honestly. So, no, continue, continue. <laughs> okay, so that's that's you know, uh, what's next? Chrono Trigger. Uh that's some heat. Uh I played it on the DS, really fun. The the time travel mechanics, the character development, all of that. Super great experience. Um, oh, what's the not a, I gotta think. What was the last game? <laughs> Mm. Oh, Cuphead. Same, same mm. type of thing. Similar to, yeah. like, similar to Sekiro, who has that yes. challenge. I think it's a little bit unfair sometimes, if I'm being honest. It's not like Sekiro <laughs> where you're like, you know, the boss is doing this. Yeah. Cuphead is like, there's some times where you can't, I feel like you can't avoid a move or something like that. And yeah. So, but it's still fun. And I love the art style that. Same. What 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 type of cartoon like seventies eighties? I want to say I want to say seventies. It gives me Tom and Jerry vibes. Mm-hmm. So like I think Hannah Banabera. I don't even know how to say it, but you know like the old Cartoon Network kind of energy. Yeah, I just really love like, the art style. All that. So yeah, and then my final one. Got thought up there. Five four spiders. Let's go number five. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. You got it. You've got to, you know? <laughs> okay, let me go into a little bit about Five Force. Like, I feel like the way Five Force is going right now, we've spent a lot of time thinking about how you, like, how we can make every single aspect of that game unique without even really making that the main point or the main focus of why we developed it that way. It was just kind of a natural thing that occurred. So like, if I can give some examples, Five Force has light attacks that do no damage light attacks that don't kill but their main point is to build up meter you know what i mean like you use you're using your lights to build up the meter and with that you can actually do some destructive combos because you have so much meter now and then we have heavies but the heavies don't work the same they you can charge them up you know and then it's not like you charge them up to do more damage they charge up and the properties of the move changes so you're able to instead of doing a punch that hits hard now it launches your character it launches the opponent's character and you have a wall bounce now to produce a different type of combo string. So just things like that. That's why I love um, Five Force. It's just like the experience that you're having is completely different. Man, I can tell that you thought about this game a lot. Like <laughs> that little bit there. I'm like, rah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I definitely not. want it now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things. There's so many details um, just from meters to what the meters can do to what the moves can do that kind of change up how you would see a fighting game in general. Uh, so I'm excited about it. And every time I just think about it, I'm like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> you should be. It's your game. It's your baby. I think the fact that you are excited every time you think about it says to me that you're in the right place. You're in the right industry. You're doing the right thing. This is your game. It's not something that you're doing for someone else or, yeah. you know, it's some sort of love letter to an old game that you once played. I love that. <laughs> now, I could talk forever about the games that you talked about, Sekiro and Cuphead, because I'm actually in the middle of playing those two games right now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I th- I think Sekiro might be the second best play- game I've ever played in my life. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And it's exactly for what you said. You lose. And it's not just, you know, 
farming that you beat the boss. It's you go back and you learn little things that you can either spam or you time. Mm-hmm. Like if I couldn't parry, I would not be able to play that game at all. Just think, parrying is key. Just think about the Mercury counter. <sighs> yeah. Every time I hit that, I was like, shit, come on now. <laughs> every time every time I miss it, I get angry because it's such oh. a cool move. And it's just it's like it's the easiest thing. Like just remember to do it. Yeah, yeah. It, it does get me. But the feeling when you kill a boss, especially after you've lost and you've lost and you've lost, it is so good. I oh. remember killing the corrupted monk just the other day. Oh amazing yeah. feeling. Amazing. Because I died for like a whole hour on stream to, <laughs> to that guy. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. it felt really good. Is that the one on the bridge? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That third phase. Fuck it's it out. I think what, the hardest boss for me, and I think it's just because I got better after at the game after I beat the boss. So the other bosses are definitely harder. But I think it's the butterfly lady. Oh, okay. Lady butterfly. Yeah, lady butterfly. Mm. Butterfly lady, lady butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> you had yeah. it. You had it. Yeah. <laughs> She was definitely the hardest for me. And then after I figured that out, I was like, okay, yeah, I got it now. And I think the reason, like, that game and I think Breath of the Wild are up there is, like, Breath of the Wild doesn't have the same type of challenge, but I think that the the variety in that game is what makes me like it so much. Like, there's so much you can do in that game. Even the combat's really cool when you're fighting multiple people, Lionels and all that. Whew. Have you played Breath of the Wild? I have played Breath of the Wild. I have it. I've mm-hmm. put in 25 hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to go next, so I'm stuck. And I'm afraid <laughs> to pick it back up because I don't remember what I'm meant to do next. Mm-hmm. But it's an amazing game. It is It is a 10 out of 10, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It literally has too many options for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, being able to cook and craft recipes, I'm not going to lie, it's a bit long for me. But I do want to finish that game because I do think it's fantastic. It's like a great book. Like, I feel like I need to finish it. Mm. Also, I, I don't know how I feel about the controls scheme because I, I didn't grow up playing with Nintendo consoles. I grew up playing with PlayStation consoles. So games like um, Sekiro and your Ghost of Tsushima, those control schemes are more natural to me. So it is a bit weird having to strafe and having to remember to do three things on the on the pad. But I'm sure I can learn it. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, Oh, can yeah. I? I think I need to switch one of my games. Actually, I'm gonna take out Cuphead. I know I said no particular order. Get it ready. Get it. You're taking out Cuphead. Dude. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? I think Tactics Ogre. Let us clean together. I like that. Wow. Okay. Best what about that game? Has kicked out Cuphead. Oh, so much. The combat in that game is so in depth. Like the things that you can do. I've played a lot of tactics games, like Final Fantasy Tactics. But I think they have a system called like AP points. And I think that stands for maybe ability points. And the things that you can do with those passive abilities are wild. Like, I didn't understand how much it can change the game. It's hard to explain. So I'll try to go into depth about just like one of them. So tactics games are all about moving around and putting your characters in the right spot because you have this like isometric grid. And then you can get this passive ability that extends your characters like this kind of like defensive wall that other characters can't pass. And just by having that, you can't do as much in the game. And those type of little details that you don't even have to like use in battle that are just on your character kind of just made the game so much more fun for me. 
and made it so much more challenging at the same time because the enemies have the same exact stuff. So, yeah, the game had a lot, and that's why I liked it a lot. And the story's amazing. Yeah, love a good well story. Well said. <laughs> I think I think we're at that point now where good games need a good story. Mm-hmm. In the most part, I know you can have your anomalies here and there, but I think mostly a good story makes a good game and vice versa. Yeah. I, so, I, I feel like yeah. video games are the pinnacle of entertainment because not only are you getting great music, you're experiencing a movie and then you also have the story that goes along like a book. You know, it's like all of it combined. And exactly. The only thing I say that movies have over video games is that they're directly shown to you. You know, you're not really experiencing it so you don't you can diverge um, when you're playing video games, but uh, with movies and shows like that, you kind of have to follow a path, which is kind of nice. But video games are the best. <laughs> I agree. And I'd argue that makes video games even better because then you can enjoy the masterpiece at your own pace. Mm-hmm. And you're fully involved being interactive, directly influencing what does what with your actions. Yeah, agreed. So, Love, obviously, you know a lot about games, your memory, and your experiences are extensive. How did you go from playing games and enjoying them to creating games? Uh, so, let's just run it back. So, I guess in high school, I was I was a TA, right? So, TA is like teacher assistant. And I didn't do much. I was in the library, and I was just sitting there early in the mornings, and I was on my phone playing Final Fantasy Tactics on the phone, the mobile game. I caught myself like doing that a lot. Like freshman year, I'd be in this class playing. Like <laughs> I had emulators on the school computers, and I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I was playing uh, a Link to the Past. <laughs> on the oh, sorry to cut you off. That's one game I really want to play. Go mm-hmm. ahead, continue. Really fun. You would enjoy it. So I was playing that. Don't tell my parents I was doing all that during school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fine. Parents yeah, listen to this pod. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Uh, so I was doing all of that throughout like high school and stuff. And then my senior year, I was like, man, I'm graduating. I guess I got to figure out what I want to do. And I was like, man, I don't really. I mean, I was going to go to school regardless. But I was like, I don't really want to go to school like that. I want to have like a creative crew. I want to make stuff. And so I was like, okay, we can make, we can make video games, we can make TV shows, we can make write stories, we can create poems, things like that, right? So I gathered these kids together because I was walking around. And I saw some kid drawing. His art was amazing, literally the best art, some of the best art I've ever seen. Like now he's working for, uh, I think, some TV studio, like a cartoon studio. I was like, well, my eye was right. He had the talent. <laughs> uh, but so we did that for a little bit. And I, that was the first time I had this kind of role of being a creative director in a sense, you know, coming up with ideas, kind of writing down meetings, working together closely with other people. But as the year came to a close, you know, summer started, like it started to fall apart. And, you know, creative crew ended up not being a crew anymore. And so I started going to college and things like that. But that um feeling to make something that's still in the back of my mind and i called my friend 
uh, Bird Boy, who's working on the game with us now. He's the writer. He was in Massachusetts going to college. And we were just talking, like, damn, I really wanted to do that thing, like, that we were doing in high school. And he's like, yeah, I don't even really want to be out here in Massachusetts anymore, so I think I'm going to be coming back. I was like, all right, bro, like, we'll, we'll get it going. So I talked to him, and then I think maybe the next day, I saw my little brother, he was playing, like, Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse, and he was drawing his custom character in a notebook. I was like, oh, little boy kind of got some talent. And I, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, bro, and he was 14 at the time. I was like, yo, do you want to, like, make a video game? And he's just, the first thing, he's just like, yeah. Hey, that's all he said. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, after that day, we were in it. Literally, the next day, we grinded. We were looking at inspiration. Like, when I mean, like, inspiration, we were looking at art books. Like, my brother had this book. It has a huge C on it. I don't even know what the book's called. But he left it there. We were going through it. We were looking at all the pictures. None of it even made it into the game, but we thought we were doing something. We were just like, <laughs> any um, art inspiration from it, but we were just looking at, like, this is what creativity is. It's a wide range of just different art styles, different them, uh, thematic positions and poses, mo poses, and then different motifs to just describe how a character's feeling or the atmosphere or environment that a person's in. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. that's what kind of kind of got us locked in. And we're like, if they can do it, we can make a fighting game. And uh, yeah, it's still hard. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, it's still hard. <laughs> it's still hard. So that's really what kind of got us in. And uh, at the time, I mean, I was a little down in the dumps. You know, I just broke up with broke up with my girl at the time. And that was kind of the thing that kind of pushed me. That and working out were really the two of things. Of course. Opening, opening the mind and building those muscles. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how it all got started. Oh, that's so sick. It's really cool how there are these skills that you've developed and obviously with the benefit of hindsight, you knew that you had like leadership, being able to be creative, directing. But then at the time, you're just like, I'm just hanging out with my friends. You don't really think about being able to spot talent as relatable to being a scout or being able to write meetings, plan them, organize everyone's day and actually suggest ideas that are going to be actioned in the next, what, three, six plus months. Mm -hmm. That is very cool. That's a lot of leadership capabilities there. You should be very proud of yourself. I think that's very wavy. I appreciate it. Um, I think it took it took a lot to even try to understand. I mean, in high school, I was a part of like ASV, so like student council, body, whatever you want to call it. And so I kind of had a bit of experience with that. And then I tried to like take what I learned from there and apply it to what I do now and what I was doing back then. And it's definitely been beneficial. And I'm glad that I didn't just let those skills pass me by, you know, been able to yeah. easily communicate and have conversations that not only inspire, but actually um, give some people some drive to, you know, do more than they thought they could. So that's what's really cool. I love that. Beautiful. So talk to me about this game in particular, because I've been a fan for a while. I remember seeing like a few tweets just showcasing combos and this was round about the time I was playing Dragon Ball Fighters. Mm -hmm. One of the best fighting games I've ever played. And I'm just like seeing the loops and seeing the combos. I'm like, raw, this game looks sick. Mm -hmm. Let me follow this guy. So I'm seeing all this hype build up over the years. So how has it been actually making five, five force fighters 
what was the inspiration behind the game and how has it been you know taking any feedback and this wave of fans that you've you know, cultivated mm -hmm. um so inspiration wise i think that it's kind of hard to describe because when we just started making the game it was just like we jumped into it we might have been subconsciously you know inspired by things but it was more of oh we just started drawing stuff we started talking about mechanics I know for a fact there's a few games that I can be like, yeah, we were kind of directly inspired by, like Smash Bros with the directional inputs that we have in the game to simplify how you um, do specials and things like that because we wanted the game to be quick, fast-paced. And especially for me, I'm not the best at fighting games, so I wanted to be able to beat my little brother at fighting games because <laughs> would beat the crap out of me in, in every game, in every fighting game. So I was like, let me get some. Let me get some. <laughs> So that was one thing with like Smash Bros's inputs um, and things like that. Uh, Final Fantasy, um, the Cydia has a, a weird game. I don't think we really took a lot from it. The more that um, I wanted to, like at first we wanted to have like this number system that kind of was similar to the Cydia. Scrap that. So even though it was an inspiration, it's not anymore. Like it was like a thought, but we canceled like all of the ideas that were coming from that. Um, if I can track back to Smash Bros, the big thing about Smash Bros, I think that we wanted to take from it was like the free form of how combos kind of work in Smash. Because when percentages increase, the way you have to approach your next moves have to change because you're you're causing more knockback every time you hit a character or something like that. So we were like, how can we do that with a traditional fighter? And that's where we added this force system where you're able to create fluid combos, cancel into things pretty nicely. Um, and that's how we kind of tried to mimic that similar fluidity that Smash Bros had. Uh, and obviously a lot of people have looked at the game and they've seen Dragon Ball Z kind of movement, but it was more so like, okay, we were just having fun. Like this is how we game, <laughs> you know, Dragon Ball Z, I feel like that's what Akira Toriyama did was like, yo, this stuff looks cool. That's what I'm putting yeah. in. What we're doing is like this stuff looks cool, and that's why it's in the game. That's why these moves are so flashy. And when you think about cool stuff, it's like it's not a lot of technical things going on. It's just like, how can I make that guy fly from that side of the screen to this side of the screen and then exactly. appear above you and smash you down? Like, that's how, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. And when things are just very flashy and very cool, they just appeal to a different part of the brain. So people are going to be interested before they even know what it is they're looking at. And yeah. maybe that applied to me. Maybe I was like, rah, look at those colors. And then I was like, okay, this is like a pure, diverse cast. And then fell in love with everything. So yeah, very good job there. How has it been? Of course, of course. How has it been dealing with, you know, feedback, both positive and negative? Um positive you know it's always easy to take positive <laughs> feedback a lot of people will shoot that at you like da, 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 this game looks so fun it's so fast-paced i love the characters uh, and with that comes you know stagnant uh, movement when how you develop and how you improve sometimes it's just like you know maybe the game's good where it's at yeah. but but you got to understand yourself and what you're trying to create and where you're, where you're trying to take it and where you actually see your your vision and where you see your game so even when people are like, yeah, this game is really nice, I know that there's a step further that we can take it. Uh, and that's what we've kind of been messing around for the last month or two. And we haven't been like posting or tweeting as much 
because we're in the kitchen. You know, we're cooking up. Like, <laughs> we're about to serve a, like a hot stew of fufu, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, yes. Let's go. So, that's what we're working on right now. But negative feedback, it's always hard to take. I think um, if I can go back to what my one of my employers told me one time, he was telling me something like this. He's like, the reason it's so hard to take negative feedback is it goes back to when we were kind of like in like tribes and stuff like that, where if you didn't have people around you and you were um, separated from them, it's pretty much you, you're, you die, you're seen as useless. Like, and you take that so deeply. Like when you hear something negative about the game you're developing, the art that you're doing, even when it comes to the food that you make and you feed your family, when somebody says, oh, this doesn't mm-hmm. taste good, you will, you take that in deep. Yeah. It could just be the smallest thing. I remember the, I think recently somebody just saw a post of ours and he's like, well, I hope you can turn off the screen shake. I was like, damn. And it hit, it hit me and I was like, that's not even a big deal. Like I didn't offer them the game, turn off screen shake. <laughs> <laughs> And I was offended for a second. I was like, oh, wait, why am I getting offended? Like, it's a simple, it's kind of like a simple request. The way that they said it is what made me kind of feel some type of way, you know? Mm-hmm. So just things like that. It's like, you can't, you've got to realize that some of this stuff isn't personal. People are just speaking their mind, thinking that you're not really going to see it. And they're just saying mm-hmm. stuff like they're just putting it out in the air. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people yeah. do that. But we're as developers, and I even feel like, you know, AAA developers too. They know that a bunch of people say a bunch of stuff on the internet and <laughs> a lot of people don't think they're going to look at it, but they do. And you know, you're hurting their feelings. Come on now. My feelings hurt sometimes. I'm human, <laughs> uh, but it's always good. I, I think um, negative feedback is great. It's not necessarily negative. I, it's, uh, it's useful. It's useful. Yeah. Constructive. Constructive. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I can, I can relate to that in a different type of, realm i guess because obviously in the content creation world i i definitely think positive feedback is what i like but negative feedback is what i need and i don't like hearing it but i think as you said if you can understand that it's not personal and it is genuinely for the betterment of what it is you're putting out what you are pouring your heart and soul into i think at the end of the day, you will come to realize and look back at that and see they were right. Now your content, now your product is a lot better as a result. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely been times where people just say stuff to say stuff. I remember there was mm. one time, um, I think it was around the time I was doing the Kickstarter for the game. Somebody said something like, oh, you're just making, um, oh, why, why are all the characters black in your game? Da, 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 da. I was like, have you not, did you not see the trailer of the game? Uh, there's definitely more characters that are different races, but, and ethnicities, but why does it matter? I've played so many games in my life that are just white cast. You know, I've only, the majority of the games I've ever played in my life are just, you know, white cast or Asian cast characters, and I've never complained. And now that um, we're, we've been given the opportunity and the the tech that we need to develop games, if we put a black character in the forefront, we're seen as, you know, trying to be politically correct in some type of realm for the demographic that we're trying to represent. You know what I mean? So that's something else. You are absolutely right. So first of all, 
people do say stuff just to say stuff, especially on social media, especially on Twitter with that anonymous layer of almost power, yeah. you know, courage for a lot of people who just say shit. And your second point, how how can anyone say, why is every character black? Sorry, look at Dragon Ball Z, look at Naruto, look at One Piece, look at all of these shows yeah, exactly. that you have enjoyed a lot of the Marvel scene to the point where you know they put someone like um Kamala Khan on and no one's watching it now yeah so don't say things like it don't make everything about race when everything is about race subconsciously or consciously you're mm. making me angry no it, it's crazy there, there let, can be, sorry go on this is like let people develop what they want to develop like I'm not even going to complain about okay I will complain if there's character customization, I can't make a character black. That's my like. If <laughs> that's me in every Souls game, I'm like, nah. Where where are the afros? Where is the actual skin? Why do I look like a fucking? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> that's where I cross the line. I'm like, mm, you guys can you can do better. So I agree. I I think people who say that are obviously people who don't have friends from varied cultural backgrounds because i would say someone an average black person is more likely to have a circle of a majority black friendship group mm -hmm. so if we're doing a story based on that person's life of course the majority of the cast are going to be black mm -hmm. ergo <laughs> a fighting game made by black people are going to mainly feature black people yeah. And I would, I would say, if that disturbs you, don't buy the game. You won't be missed because this is actually something that we do need, not tokenism, where you yeah. put one black main character on the cover of your game, but then everyone else is like white to protect the story in case it doesn't sell well. Yeah. This is what we need. We need different. We need unique. We need games that are actually going to change the culture because think about it being a black person there aren't many people to look up to there weren't there are now there weren't many people to look up to back in the day like yeah. for me growing up as a you know obviously a cartoon buff i only remember static shock being a superhero yeah. like i remember spike from x-men but you know compared to a white man who had like cyclops goku wolverine spider-man superman batman like there yeah. is so many <laughs> it's not fair it's a it's a genuine inequality so i think it's very unfair and just objectively stupid to complain about a game having the majority black cast if it disturbs you that much just don't buy it mm -hmm. but i think having the option to play something completely different to what you know is actually a good thing mm -hmm. I, agree. Life. I agree with that it opens up your mind a little bit to like even the culture like i see it as even if this character like coco or pebbles like even if they act like how we act you know we're just normal we're normal people right mm. like we you can compare me to the average joe go around the street see another i see a white guy you can like we're comparable but the difference is that there's the way that we grew up and the things that we experienced are definitely different you know and you can you can put that in a video game where people have never had that, like didn't have access to that type of knowledge or that type of experience. Now they have a little piece, you know? Yeah. There's Stories are great when you can't always completely relate to a character. 
Yes. So, yeah. I think so. I I 100% agree. Mm. And as we've said, great stories make great games and vice versa. Mm. So I'm assuming that this game is going to have a great story that is authentic and accurate to obviously a black person who is fighting in a fighting game. I Sorry, I got really triggered by that comment because <laughs> I just think it's very ignorant. Oh, definitely. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I, I hope you make a hundred more games full of black people and just to get <laughs> but just to spite them. Just to spite that one person. <laughs> like this is how we genuinely make strives. And you don't see a lot of stories being told accurately from the black perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that we can get that, the more of people who have actually never really met or never really known black people or Indian people or someone who's not themselves can mm-hmm. have a less prejudiced opinion of that person because yeah. a lot of people only have, only know what they see in movies and tv shows which is you know which is a big disconnect anyway mm-hmm. but i'm very happy and proud of this positive representation in the game i can't wait to play it um is there a release date for this game is there a release date um on my Steam, there is, but that's inaccurate. I gotta change that. <laughs> you be lying to the people, man. Oh yeah, because I was on. Yeah, what happened was when I was making the Kickstarter, I was trying to get the Steam page set up, doing all this stuff, and it's like, oh, you need a date. And I was like, well, the, the, the game probably release in about a year's time. <laughs> it was from like the time I was doing the Kickstarter, so it's around August. So I have to change that date. But no, there's not really a release date that I can solidly say like yeah we're dropping the game this day da, 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 da. because there's a lot of stuff that we still want to do see if we can get you know funded and all of that so yeah no no date for you. <laughs> <laughs> so while i have had my heart broken because there's no release date for this game sorry <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would like to know a little bit about what it is like to be a developer. So how long have you been working on this game? Mm-hmm. And what challenges have you come across while making this game? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've been working on this game for, I think, four to five years now. So this is my first ever game. So the first, like, I think around two, three years, we're mostly just learning how programming worked, animation worked, how unity works so just those three years were probably some of the hardest times of just learning how to make games um things that i really struggled with was you know programming and coding um finding the right resources the right videos that it came to a point where i had to you know buy courses to kind of learn how to uh, program properly so it was an investment you know a huge thing was i was working like 40 hours going to school for full time and working on the game and with that i think i was making like maybe like 12 dollars an hour or something or maybe 11 at the time and so i had to spend pretty much a paycheck to buy the computer and so just just doing that was like i had to buy the computer and then buy courses and stuff like and and it just kind of accumulated you it was just a risk you know you had to take, I had to take a lot of risks to just be like, is this going to be a thing? I remember, I even have a picture. I saved it just in case. Because 
I was like, I'm gonna look back at this picture. And it was the setup that I had of like my room with the computer and like the mic I had, the, the little keyboard that I was gonna use for music, um, all of it, just no table, just my computer, my, my monitor on top of the computer and my keyboard on the floor, my mouse on the floor. I was doing everything on the ground because my parents weren't around, they were all the way in Nigeria. So it was just like grinding to grind, you know? And I took a picture of it and I was like, I'm gonna look at this in the next couple of years, I'm gonna be doing something completely different. I'm gonna be in a better place. And I am, but I'm still not in the place that I wanna be. So I still have that picture and I'm gonna, one day I'm gonna post it. I'll be like, yo, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> and I will, I will, I will. I'll be like, this is literally where we started. And I was, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it could, perfectly fit in that meme how it started how it's going yeah <laughs> and i really want to show like um to like kids like me or kids who were like me who kind of didn't have that you know somebody who can completely support them or wanted to support their dream you can still like do what you want to do so i think that's also a hard thing is like not having a support system that's really strong or have enough time or attention to give to you to really push you and just believe in what you're doing. Sometimes you just gotta believe in yourself. And with that, you become cocky. So you gotta be careful. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really have to because you're, you're the only one like boosting your own, e your own ego and then it just becomes yeah. part of your personality. So you gotta remember to stay humble too. And just be like, yo, you gotta, you're, yeah, you're doing cool stuff, but you really, you really ain't shit, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not there yet. <laughs> so I think that's a huge thing. Um, yeah, I think, and now where I'm at now, the hard stuff, like the next, like the, the past two years is like being able to find the right people, realizing what you're not good at and being able to get somebody somebody on who is good and has that experience, like with rollback net code. Um, that's something that I've never really like jumped into before. And then I found out that it was a huge thing for fighting games. And, you know, you have to get people on your team who can, replicate or do make that right proper code for you so your game runs properly online and people have a good time with it and you're not getting you know <laughs> droid in the comments <laughs> it's like yo your online sucks i'm never buying this game again kaisen creed's the worst yeah i don't want that <laughs> i was gonna say i think smash gets a pass but i, I don't think them dons have uh played with rollback too tough either <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Smash does get a pass, but they need to get their stuff together too. Yeah. <laughs> They're Nintendo, you know how Nintendo is. They do whatever they want. They do what they want because people will still buy it. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the difficulties I've had. There mm. might be more, but <laughs> there might be more. Be <laughs> more, but you know, we're gonna have to go into all of them. That's fair. That is more than fair, and I think that speaks to your maturity because. Definitely hearing you speak, you do definitely sound just wise and mature. But, you know, even talking about yourself back then with you no know, parents, you know, that is very tough for mm -hmm. even an adolescent, let alone, you know, a child. So I think it's very commendable what you've done. It's very commendable that you've acknowledged that you need to keep yourself in check because that's something that can go left if you are not in control of your ego. Trust me. So... Yeah, it's really commendable what you've done. Can you talk about the team that has been behind the game so far? Just a little bit like name what they've done. Mm -hmm. 
So we have my little brother, Light. Uh, he's worked on animations and implementation and like testing out the game with me. So he's done a lot, like his animation skills have improved greatly. So that's what we've been trying to, what we've been working on for like maybe the last month or two is showing like these new animations, what we're about to flex and how smooth they've become. Um, so he's done a lot of that, like from, from 14 to, I think he's 19 now, because that's impressive to me. Like he's where I was, but now he's so advanced. Like when I was 19, I was nothing. I'm 23 now, <laughs> now I'm something. He was 14 and now he's everything. You know, at 19, I'm just like, okay. Like, <laughs> I'm like, flex on me more, bro. <laughs> but he's cooking, so I'm, I'm really proud of him. And he's just done so much. He's still learning, you know. He's learning how to animate. And I think he's learning how he's trying to learn how to program too. So he's got his foot in a lot of doors right now. Um, then we have Bird Boy. He's the friend that I had since high school. He's worked on. He was working on the music, uh, but we kind of transferred him over to writing because he has. He's going to school for writing. He's about to get his degree. So he's killing it. Oh. That me and him uh, go back and forth. I come up with the story, like all the plot points. And I was like, da, 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 here, take these. And then <laughs> like, see, you know, and so that's it's a real company right here. You're you're the boss man saying, Yep, idea, make it happen. Love it. <laughs> and he's thinking like the stuff that I've read, I'm like, yo, it's pretty good. Uh I might have to fix the dialogue a little bit, but you got everything <laughs> else. Like the way he builds atmosphere, the way he structures how characters are gonna interact. I'm just like, man, I can't I can't do that. You gotta teach me, bro. Because I want to write stories, too. So he's got a lot going for him. He's really killing it um, with the writing. Also, his music's improved a ton. He showed us a new song that he made for somebody. I was like, maybe I should get you back on some music. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. And then everybody else on the team is kind of like contracted. So we have uh, a guy named Chief. He's one of my brother's friends. He makes music. He's been doing it for years. I think he met Kanye or something, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Kanye? Huh. I'm like, you still got Yay contact? <laughs> That's <laughs> so sick. <laughs> oh, yo, he's, he's making some cool, like, killer beats. He's making uh, I want him, like, we're, what I'm trying to do with the music is kind of, like, make a proper composition of music, but kind of with um, a hip-hop emphasis. So think about like maybe some Beethoven, you know, I don't mm. know, or like uh, some Chopin and something like that. But, you know, surrounded with like hip hop inspired instrumentals. So you got your hi-hats, you got your yeah. 808, something like that. Yeah. That's what I want. That's like, that's what I'm aiming for. That's what I'm wanting again, because that's where I see hip hop going is really actually being instead of loops, like mm. expressiveness. So hopefully we can. You're speaking my language right now, honestly. <laughs> honestly, I'm so I'm so ready for this game. And uh, hip hop is now the most popular genre in the world. The average person is more likely to have hip hop than rock, or yeah. you know, another genre on their phone. So I think that you, you just understand, you get it. Like you mm. want the bed to be hip hop because that is what the culture is. That is what yeah. the lifeblood of the game is. But then obviously other genres are good too so you want to include your beethoven you want to include something like yeah that's high energy as well it's a fighting game it's a fighting game right yeah. <laughs> you gotta show that high energy exactly <laughs> and then we have we also have another animator his name is uh habitual addictions he's cool with it like is that his birthday 
No. <laughs> I hope not. I thought it was gonna be the coolest brother. Bitchable <laughs> dictions. I'm like, oh, that's a crazy name. But no, he's um, he's really good. His animation skills are kind of what made us want to level up ourselves. He was showing. We asked him to do some character movement because having my little brother do it all by himself is definitely gonna burn him out. But this guy has years of experience, so he knows it, like the tricks and the shortcuts to get things done fast but also make them look good and yeah it's been a blast having him on the team just like his experience and his knowledge is something that we needed especially when it came to the uh, animation department and i think the final person oh we have a programmer i don't know i think i can say his name his name's matt hopefully he doesn't get mad about that but he's from france <laughs> he um, oh he's from france yeah he's from france and he's oh, nice He's killing it. He's working a lot of, on the combat side of things right now. He actually finally, we actually completed the last bit of it. So the combat in the game is complete. Like all the mechanics that we wanted to be in the combat are in there. And I was just testing, see how they fit together um, and how, and we're going to balance them. And then uh, we have another programmer. His name's Richard. He's Nigerian. He's all the way in Nigeria, just like I'm Nigerian too. Wow. Um, and so he's working out there. He's doing a lot of cool stuff. He's working on menus and modes and, uh, he's doing pretty well, so we're, we're glad about that. And there's one more person, and it's my sister's uh, oh, fiance. <laughs> he's he's great at music too, but his main thing is he's working on the background art for us, and it was awesome getting him to work on it, killing it. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's a proper unit right there. I love mm -hmm. that. Also, shout out to your boy getting his degree. Those aren't easy, so well done to him. Yeah, good for him. I'm not doing that. <laughs> we'll let that happen to me though so you've talked about the game you've talked about the people behind the game i have been sold for a very long time i'm sure there's going to be a lot of listeners and viewers who are sold on this game too yeah but what is next for you and the entire team is this just a one and done are you planning to make more games? Are you going to transition into, you know, telling stories? What's the plan for you, do you think? Um, the band is breaking up after this game. We are oh, all, no. yeah, we are all tired of each other. We kind of hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. After this, we're actually working on, uh, we have another game in the, in the works already. Uh, so not, no such, we haven't started developing it. Like definitely, hell no. But we have this story, <laughs> mechanics planned out, all of this. So we have a, another uh, game coming. Uh, so look out for that. Oh, that's wavy. I like it. Proper exclusive. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not going to be a fighting game. I'm done with that. I wanted to ask, yeah, because you can kind of get into a rut if you're just doing, you know, the same kind of thing, even when they're as dynamic as making games. Do you know what genre of game it's going to be? More like so an RPG. Maybe oh, okay. Kind of experience. So... Yeah, I'm not going to ask too many questions because I know you want to keep the cards close to your chest, but mm -hmm. I'm very excited and I can't wait to find out more. Yeah, I hope. it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun experience. I, I'm I'm excited to work on it. I mean, I've wanted to work on an RPG for a long time. It's kind of my favorite genre of games, if you could tell by the list that I gave you. Uh, <laughs> not You didn't see a single fighting game in there besides Five Force. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's kind of magic, though. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be doing. And then we also have plans, you know, because 
this Kaizen Creed where Kaizen is like the, the philosophy of like always improving. And then Creed is like that promise to do so. So we want to do more than just make games. Like it's not supposed to be a game like studio. It's supposed to be like an entertainment studio. So at some point being able to take it further to like making maybe an anime or a cartoon, a movie, you know, all of that. That's where we want to be. Even, maybe even publishing comic book or just books in general would be super dope. Uh, so that's where we're trying to take our, our skills and our talents. That is dope. Honestly, I I just feel like you have a great mind for this stuff. And not just games. I mean, entertainment, content. Mm-hmm. Like, you haven't just limited yourself to games, even though we've just said it's the best medium for telling yeah. stories. But there's so many other great mediums as well. Comic books, manga, anime, cartoons, TV series. Mm-hmm. They all have their advantages, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They all have their own pros. And I'm sure that you'll be able to make a big splash in each and every one of them. Mm -hmm. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So this has been so amazing to listen to and to talk to you about. um, What would you say to anyone who ever had the thought, I want to make a game, but I don't know what, you know? I don't know what kind of game to make. Uh, with a game with a face like mine, Cell, what would you say to inspire someone who wanted to make a game but wasn't sure about taking that step? Um, I would tell them just do it. <laughs> okay, okay. Went tonight, <laughs> yes. <laughs> just do it. No, like I, for real, it's just like you gotta. If you want to do it, just really dig deep, dig as deep as you can. Um, you're the only person that's gonna push you to do something. So. It's good to have people around you to support you and like find that team. But there's so many people out there that have, you know, taken that first step, even without a team, they saw themselves, they saw their future, they saw that vision and they grabbed it. You know, you can be that same type of person and I want to be that type of person. And that's why I'm doing this. So it's just like, if you see yourself, if you see your future, which a lot of us don't see right now, um, if you do, then you have the opportunity and you have the chance to make it happen. So do it. <laughs> Love that. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. And um, it's really cool to to see the influence of Nigeria as well in the States. I'm half Nigerian myself. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other half? Uh, Sierra Leonean. What's Is your mom Nigerian or your dad? My mom's Nigerian. My dad's Sierra Leonean. Okay, so which food do you get to eat most often? Nigerian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, dad, my dad's a great cook. He just doesn't do it often. So yeah. <laughs> I've never had a Sierra Leonean food. So I, I think you'd be surprised. There's a lot of crossover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like food, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. But um, I'm very confident in my Nigerian foods, my Nigerian cuisine, like pounded jam. Eba. Yeah. I don't like fufu, which I do like. Okra yeah. soup. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can go into it. Hey, we can get into that if you want. <laughs> like, um, maybe, maybe I should make a oh, not a fighting game, a cooking game, just African. Yes. You know, yes. I was thinking about it the other day. And I was like, 
uh, I was watching like a cooking show like with Gordon Ramsay, all these these other cooks. Sorry, I'm sweating a little bit. It's hot here. Nice, nah, cool. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, Master Chef, all these shows. They have Asian cuisine, they have European cuisine, Mexican cuisine, but you or like Hispanic cuisine. But you, you ever see any African yeah. cuisine over there? No. You never see African cuisine. Ever. Why is that? Why is that? I'm like, come on, man. That show is good. It's a big <laughs> continent to just ignore, you know? Yeah, I'm like, yo, that food's good. You're missing out. It's, it's good. People just have, again, it's just prejudice, you know? The fact that you have to eat with your hands with yeah. a lot of this food just puts people off. Yeah. But, you know. You wash your hands, Masky. I think that's the problem. People don't wash their hands. And that's why COVID. They don't wash their hands before they eat. I'm like, come on. Before, after. And that's why, you know, all of these illnesses took a lot of them out. Because cleanliness (laughs) is at such an abysmal level. So it took a lot of them out. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. The, The food tastes great. Just try it. Don't be a coward. Don't be a coward. <laughs> I have loved this episode, bro. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. So if anyone would like to know more about you, you know, follow your game, where can they find out more about you? Where can they follow you? All right. So you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, TikTok. I don't use Tumblr, so scratch that. TikTok. <laughs> Uh, and YouTube, all at Kaizen Creed at K A I Z E N C R E E D Kaizen Creed. Follow. <laughs> I was like, is he doing the jingle? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> love that. I should make a jingle, maybe. I think I should, you I should. should. Do you know Sharpie? No. The purple Sharpie. She's like a commentator. I think she does stuff for like evil, but um. Maybe. She does the jingles. name is familiar. Yeah, you might know her. But she does jingles for um all the time. I might ask her to make me a jingle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not? Recognizable voice. Yes, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell her to watch this episode too. <laughs> <laughs> um and that will do it. You can make sure that you keep up to date with the Streamcast by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Streamcast underscore. Subscribe to our YouTube. If you're watching this video, hit that like button. Subscribe to the Streamcast. Tap the bell and set it to all so you get every video as soon as they go live. Follow us on Twitch, Streamcast TV. Our podcast is available on all the major platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or somewhere else. Just Follow us and subscribe. And we have our website as well, thestreamcast.co.uk. So check that out. Subscribe to the newsletter. Until the next streamcast, please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe. We'll see you on the next streamcast.